This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. Formerly Twitter, at Hardesty ESPN, at Gordon Damer, at ESPN NY, 98 underscore 7 FM. Uh, Gordon, I have an admission to make. Okay. I have uh, given up on the Yankees. Okay. I am not waiting for the Mets on the rain delay. Oh, my. I, for- I forgot that guy came <laughs> <laughs> Still in a right delay. I am uh, watching USA Puerto Rico. Okay. The USA Showcase in basketball. All right. Yes. That's what I'm doing now. Um, I would have caught up a little WWE, but uh, they're, they're off right now. Hey, look. <laughs> anything mo- anything for the Yankees at this point. <laughs> I mean, could you imagine how many people are sticking around City Field right now? Not many. I can't imagine. <laughs> Not many. I know I wouldn't be. No. I, I mean, like, come on. See like we're, we're talking about, like you, you can't take an extra pitch, uh, an extra second in between pitches. Shouldn't there be a, a, a clock on? All right, it's an official game. Let, let's let's move it along. Yeah, exactly. let's move it along. Yeah. What what are we doing? Right. We're good. It's over. It's over. One eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. Let's go to the phones. Ryan's in Pearl River. Ryan, you're next on ninety eight seven. All right, guys, and right now your audience is getting bigger and bigger as the uh, Yankee fans come on over, and um, they're not in a good mood. The thing with Belichick is when he was with Cleveland, that's before he was a genius. Then he went to the Patriots, he became a genius, and then now after, now he's after being a genius after Brady left. And um, but let's face it, I used to hear those arguments, who would you rather have Brady or Belichick? Come on, you take the, the great player. But I guess that's, you know, pie filler for talk radio. The thing is, um, with the Jets, the offensive line bothers me. I hear all kinds of people making comments, oh, well, a great quarterback just could deal with that. Right, he could deal with 10,000 pounds of linemen sitting on top of him every other play. Of course he can't do that. The thing is, um, if they give this guy Aaron Rodgers protection, and uh, I, I think this thing is going to go, I think he's he's a potentially to have – a quarterback will walk up the line of scrimmage, and he can read that defense. He can change the offense in a split second. You haven't had that with the Jets in, in a long time, really in a very long time. And uh, just one more thing about the Yankees and the Mets. These two teams, they, they spend billions in, in, in salaries and payroll over the last 10 years, whatever it is. I'm wondering if you guys would go on board with this about uh, American kids being signed at 16 years old. Let's face it, some 16-year-old kids check out of school at 16. They're still there. They hang around for the high school diploma. I think we're losing a lot of talent if we don't sign these kids. And a guy like Steve Cohen who wants to plow money into the team, it would be in his best interest to do something like that. And I think a lot of kids would really benefit from, from this. And the Yankees and the Mets, especially if they're going to spend a lot of money, they would benefit from this. And also Stanton running around the base. It looks like he's carrying a piano the way he's going around the bases. But you guys are correct. I did catch that. It's all on the third base, Coach. Come on. You know, uh, listen, he should be able to gauge the runner and the throw and everything. If he can't do that, he's not a third base coach. He should have had the right up there stop sign and anything. Uh, unless Stanton wants to go for the gusto and hope it's a wild throw or something. But then again, um, if you can't run really, you shouldn't really be in the lineup. Thanks for the phone call, Ryan. Um, no, Gordon, Stanton wanted no parts of trying to score. <laughs> he wanted yeah. no parts. That might have been that could have been the first time that the third base coach was sending a runner home 
and they just stop at third base. Usually, yeah. they blow through the stop sign. That's right. This could be the opposite where they, you know, he, he's telling, no, go, go. You're watching him run towards you. You're, st- you're the third base coach. You're watching the speed that he has coming from second to third. <laughs> Don't you realize? This, there's no way. He was lucky he made it to third. And you wonder Ugh. why. And remember, Gordon, he was a manager. Yeah, yeah. So you re- yeah, for the Mets. Mm. So you 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 wonder why there was some issues. <laughs> you know what's crazy about Belichick is like it feels like every, for forever he has just won at minimum ten games a year, right? Yeah, it's true. It feels like he's won ten ga- every year, every year, every year. He's still thirty wins away from Don Shula. It's unbelievable what Shula was able to do in his career, isn't it? Thirty wins. That's ten, that's three more really good years, which okay. he is not, and he don't, might not have three more he good. Might not have he's them. he's going to need three more good years, or 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 another Tom Brady. Yeah, <laughs> to yeah, help him out. absolutely. Yeah, I don't know. The Maybe they might right want to give Dalvin Cook another call because uh, I think there's a lot riding on their season this year. There even is one, well, even for the great Belichick. I mean, well, you know. Kraft said, I'd like to get to the playoffs. So, yeah. you know. And you can't be finishing in last. And it feels like every single team or every single prediction you see, there's a lot of different picks for who finishes in first place in the AFC mm-hmm. East. Mm-hmm. It's a pretty common theme that a lot of people are picking the Patriots to finish in last in the AFC yep. East. And he loves that. Probably. He loves that. Oh, he loves that. He loves that. that that's, he, you can't make him happier. You can't. That's what he loves. Well, you, you know, know I take. saw an interesting stat this weekend mm-hmm. that for the last 20 NFL seasons, wow. a team that finished in last place won their division the following year. So really? the, the teams that finished in last place last year mm. in their division, Jets mm-hmm. in the AFC East, yep. Broncos in the AFC West, Browns in the AFC North, Texans in the AFC South, in the NFC, Commanders, Cardinals, Bears, Falcons. Mm-hmm. Who would you say out of those teams, Bears, Falcons, Cardinals, Commanders, Jets, Broncos, Browns, Texans, would you feel the best? You, you figure it's got to happen, right? It's happened 20 straight years. Uh, I Broncos? You think the Broncos, really? Yeah. Because I, I don't, I don't trust the Jets winning their division. Uh, you know me, I got, uh, I got the algorithm. I, I, I know, I, well, I got you, fifteen you know the and algorithm. two. I don't listen, know. listen, but I, I just, don't, I, I, I'm not ready to go there yet. I I'm could, I could see the maybe the Falcons have a surprising year, because last year they were seven and ten, they were in last place, but the Bucks were only eight and nine. Yeah. And now they don't have Brady anymore. Panthers are still rebuilding. Saints are still rebuilding. I guess I really, now that I look at it. Three of the as long as the Buccaneers don't finish in first place, because the other three teams in the NFC South last year were all seven to ten. Yeah. So any of those they all technically finished in last in the division. Mm-hmm. You know, so I you know I, I think the Broncos have a shot. I mean, right. you know, the Chargers are a coach away from being better. <laughs> yeah, a lot to, to talking about coaches that got a lot riding on things, right? <laughs> is this is this a make or break season for him? You'd have to think so. I mean, you know, we know the quarterback set. <laughs> He's good. Yeah, quarterback's good. Just as long as they don't blow, what was it, 28-point leads uh, in the playoffs? Oh, my that's God. That's it, as long as they don't do that. Oh, my or, God. Or, oh. Or, put it, 
or put him back in the game when he can't breathe. Right, yeah. <laughs> I mean, he was really he, – he was not the same player no. last year. No. As a result. And credit to him playing through it. But, yeah, yeah big yeah. year for him this year and a big year for the Chargers. They need it. Yeah, yeah. I, and the Cardinals, I mean, you know, Kyler Murray – Wow. Well, he's going to be he's going to he's going to miss at least the start of the season. I mean, yeah. out of all the, Now this doesn't generally turn out to be right, but the overwhelming odds to get the number 1 pick next year mm-hmm. are are the Arizona Cardinals. Yeah. Just about everybody's picking the Arizona That's Cardinals. That's crazy. Because it because seems the, like they're a mess. They think the Texans are that much better? Yeah, I, I I have not checked the odds recently, but yeah, I, I'm pretty sure the Cardinals are the overwhelming favorite. Well, I mean, the Texans had the high pick, they got the quarterback now, so Yeah. Mhm. Yeah, and that's not a great division either. No, it isn't. You should be able to win something six games there, right? <laughs> you should, you should. And I listen. I, I Cleveland. I mean, Gordon. I, that's a tough division. It is a tough division. It almost feels like though people have kind of forgotten that Deshaun Watson can be really good because he yes. was really bad last year, and it wasn't yes. until the end of the season where he started to get things going in the right direction but mm-hmm. yeah it's almost like people have kind of forgot he is not when you see the conversations and they seem to have them all the time oh best quarterback best quarterback. a couple of years ago Deshaun Watson would have been right in there. that conversation right there he is not there anymore now he's like he's seen as like 13 14 15 I don't think mm-hmm. he's I don't think he lost it all of a sudden right I agree with you I agree well but he listen it's on him he's got proven he's got yeah no absolutely big year for him yeah huge huge well, we'll continue I mean, the his contract is guaranteed, so I guess maybe it's not <laughs> it's not that well, much riding for on him. it after all. Well, yeah, well, true, but it's a big year for him because Cleveland, you know, they went out on <laughs> they, the limb for him. They, yeah, they, and, and those fans might turn they, on him. Uh, unlike the Philly fans, right? Exactly. We'll talk about that and take your calls next on ninety eight seven ESPN. This is ESPN New York tonight. With Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. At least they put me out of my misery, Gordon. Yes. I didn't have to worry about, oh, they're going to do the playoffs. Playoffs. (laughs) Playoffs. Now I didn't worry about that for a couple seasons, my friend. No. I don't know. You might have have something next year. Mm -hmm. We don't know. We don't know. Yeah. Starling Marte, hurt again. <laughs> yeah, he, he's going to be here. Yep. You're yeah. Right. Uh-huh. Yeah. No question. Mm-hmm. Can't wait for that. Oh, looking forward to that. Yeah, buddy. More bullpen <laughs> works. That's going to be good to go. Well, you'll have you'll have Timmy Trumpet back. Uh huh. That'd be nice. Timmy Trumpet will be back. Wow. There 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 are a lot of people left and, at City uh, Field. And who who will be the starters on that team? <laughs> Uh, well, that they look. That, but see, that's the thing. They're going to have to spend money. Yes, they are. That's right. They're going to have to. They don't have anybody. Nope. They got so, nobody. Um, the idea that that they're just going to they're not going to tank. Steve Cohen. Yep. It, it would make him look like an idiot if now they're going to say, "Well, now we're going to take a step." Wait a second. You. That's what you do when you first walk in. If you're ever going to yes. do it. Exactly. Exactly. When did you come in and say? Oh, what a beautiful! We don't have to do anything with our minor league system, <sighs> really. Yeah. And now you decide after spending. And and here's the thing, and Kay said it this afternoon, Gordon. They bought these. They bought these kids. 
Yeah, they no, they bought them. everything. That's that's what they do. They just buy things. They just buy things, and they buy things, and they buy things. And unfortunately, the things that they've bought at the major league level so far have not worked. No. Um, and whether or not uh, th- that's what gives me pause is the people, you know, everybody's celebrating. We got this prospect and that prospect. They're the same people doing the buying on the prospects are the mm-hmm. same ones that bought the team. That's right. And, and put the team together. Absolutely. Absolutely. Back to the phones we go. Buddha is in the Bronx. Hey, Buddha, you're next on 98.7. Hey, what's going on, guys? I'm just going to watch this NBA TV. They got the 2013 NBA Finals on. It just makes me think about all these 30-year-olds who try to tell us that basketball started when they, <laughs> when they became fans. I mean, come on. These guys were playing a different level of basketball. They saw the court differently. You know, and, and i got to be honest with you. I mean, Tim Duncan... Is he not a top five player of all time? Top five. Well, we had really we, we had our lists that we put out. I don't remember when it was. When it was at the NBA Finals. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I and generally I always go with guys that I've seen at least at some point. I had Duncan four. So I, he, I, I don't. What, what so did he do? Skilled. He was yeah. so, right. What could he not do? Thank you. I, I, listen, this is why I talk to y'all, man. This is why I talk to y'all. I can't listen to some of these other shows. Oh, my God, I can't. (laughs) Let me ask you something. Um, If I was going to ask you, before I get to the Jets, if I was going to ask you one word to describe, if if, if Gordon, I'm speaking to you specifically as a fan, what is an Aaron Boone's press conference in one word? Ridiculous, nonsensical. Is doublespeak one word? I mean, it, it, it has always been double speak, but now it has kind of morphed into just saying the most ridiculous things that don't make any sense. And now it's filtering to the players. They, they asked Bader after yesterday's game. They just split against the Astros. And they're like, is there any pressure? Oh, no, no. We just got to keep doing what we're doing. You're three games <laughs> over 500. <laughs> doing what? Not exactly. No, no pressure. We're good. Just got to take it day by day. All those adjectives you used are apropos, but I'll just say this much. If you watch sports, you know anything about sports. I mean, his press conferences have gone to the level of insulting. (laughs) It really is. (laughs) (laughs) Now, with the Jets, you know, I don't know if you have this cut still, but I love that uh, cut uh, of Rex Ryan, who was just Robert Sala. (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) Y'all feel the same way, at the Hall of Fame game, you know, I had to check the net just to make sure it wasn't Klecko and Revis. I mean, God, <laughs> only the Jets can have two players go to the Hall of Fame the same year and they got beef with each other. I mean, <laughs> you can't make this up, man. But on a serious note, you know, the Beckton thing, you know, it reminds, you know what it reminds me of, and I'm going to go to you again, Gordon, like with your team. You remember when John Offerdahl? Yeah, sure. Like every year, this every was year. the year he was going to get right. Mm-hmm. This was the year his knee was going to stop barking. Mm-hmm. I mean, come on, man. I, I, I'm not trying to be an insensitive guy or whatever, but, yo, that ship has sailed, you know? And, and, and the Jets' offensive line, obviously, is the number one concern. But I think you could flip-flop between, well, let's say the, the, the running back is the third and, obviously, the backup quarterback is the second. You know, I was watching a show, and the guy who, who whose uh, father owns Starbucks, I think it was, uh, it was the Herd, I forgot his name, but, you know, he's some NFL insider. 
and he was talking about how John Gruden was contacting teams to let them know that he's been working with Carson Wentz. <laughs> he's ready to be a backup. <laughs> John Gruden was calling the NFL teams to talk about Carson Wentz. I mean, if you want to talk about a double-edged sword, uh, you know, uh, unbelievable, man. But when you were talking about the Jets' running back situation, you know you know what pisses me off, honestly, about the situation is, look, you have to identify when a player uh, – listen, you're not paying uh, this guy Cooks what he wants to get paid. So now I'm hearing about Hunt is going to the Saints to visit. And, you know, these running backs are dwindling down. Now, with the offensive line, obviously, they're going to have to get a couple of other people, as we just spoke about. I I can't depend. Listen, I'm telling you something. This Max Mitchell stuff, I'm more concerned about the starters than I am the backup. Dwayne Brown, I can guarantee you he doesn't play this full season. But besides that, you know, with the running back situation, like, you can't keep sitting around here and waiting for, you know, the, like D. Nice said, the crumbs on the table. You're going to have to get somebody. And of course, you don't have to pay a lot, but you're going to have to get somebody because I'm telling you something, guys, and, and we all watch football for a long period of time. There's only two outcomes from the Breeze Hall injury. Either next year he goes back to being the beast that he was or – this becomes a lingering thing that he doesn't get over. There's no other options with that type of injury. We've all watched football for over 30, 40, uh, some of us close to 50 years. Those kind of injuries is either you improve after two years or you don't ever improve. There's no other um, outcome there. And they need to get Johnny on the spot with this because I heard people talking about, and this is what I've been talking about a thousand times. Listen, I, I, I appreciate everything Rodgers has done since he got here. I appreciate it. I have nothing bad to say about the way he's carried himself or nothing else. I don't care what's going on in the preseason. I don't care what's going on in the camp. I don't even care what's going on in week three or four. Get back to me in week 11 and tell me how your body feels and everything because last year – you got banged up behind an offensive line that was better than the one you got here right now. Yes, true, Buddha. Thanks for the phone call. I mean, this offensive line, Gordon, it's a major issue. It's a major it's issue. It's crazy. It's a it's major crazy. issue. It's crazy the amount of players that have changed since Joe Douglas has come on. Mm-hmm. And when he came on, the first thing we were talking about is the offensive line. Yep. And they've drafted guys, they've signed guys, they've traded for guys. I mean, they've done everything. And it's still – now, I will say the center of the line seems a little bit better than it has been, right? Mm-hmm. Tomlinson and if it's Tippin or if it's uh, McGovern and, and, and Vera Tucker's back and he's healthy now, so that's good. Mm-hmm. But it's not great that the tackles are the issue. Those guys are kind of important, especially they that are. left tackle spot. So, uh, yeah, it, it has to be a concern. And and uh, I think that there's a better chance that Makai Becton is not even on the team mm. than you're going to get something major in terms of contributions from him. When I was reading a stat that last year um, that uh, Rodgers played four games on turf. Mm-hmm. This year he's going to play 14. Ooh. 
Tom, uh, the same thing goes for 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 Becton, right? If, if 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 the turf at the Hall of Fame game wasn't right, well, I mean, I, I'm sure maybe that turf isn't up to what NFL standards are, but mm-hmm. I think part of it is that the turf is, is is an issue. And if you're if he's playing that many games, how many games can he play on the turf if the knee is still an issue? So, and remember, uh, Samini reported that he can't play the left the right side because of the knee. He's got to only be a left tackle. The doctors have said that, he, that the right side would put more pressure on that knee, so he can only not, play the left side. Yeah, that's that's not a guy that you can rely on. No, you can't. You cannot. So it's you know, here we go again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, you know they may have to they may they may have to try out uh, six old linemen and take somebody out of the out of the pass out of the pass play. Well, look, I'm I'm very high on the Jets this year, as I've said before. But you if, your if you're if you're looking, if you th- if you're a, if you're a longtime Jet fan, and I would think that longtime Jet fans are some way like longtime Dolphin fans, you you look at the optimism surrounding your team, and you think to yourself, well, how can this go wrong? Yep. It's not hard to draw up the scenario with the Jets on how this can go wrong. No. Nope. The most likely scenario is something happens with the offensive line and the quarterback gets hurt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then it's a long. Oh my God! No, let's not even go down that road. Let's not even go down that road, Larry. We cannot go down that road. Oh, it'll it'll be a long. Oh my God! Well, Richard in Manhattan called me up the other uh, on Saturday. Yes, he says. Let's say the Jets start 0-5. I said, oh, my God. Really? Oh. Let's not, no, let's not say that. Richard, please. What are you doing? Yeah, what, 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 there's oh, no way no. We, can, we can say that. Please, don't go. Richard, I mean, what are we a Dolphin doing? fan, I would love it. But, you know, for the station, oh. for, the, for the team, for the fans. For conversations. Right, for conversation. <laughs> what am I going to talk about? So, the 2024 NFL draft, huh, guys? Yep. Talking about it already. It'd be like old times. <laughs> oh we want a difference. Well, I'll say this, Gordon. I I can't even. I don't know that we can do answers with Aaron anymore. The way he's behaved. Oh, no, I mean, this is uh, he's completely off the reservation. He, I can only been, imagine what he said tonight. Oh well, we'll, we'll hear from him next on ninety eight seven ESPN. This is ESPN New York tonight. With Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. Yeah, G's good. Didn't think got a great round on third and got a little careful over there. Look, ball, two outs, hitting the gap like that. Think you got to take your chances. So, so is that his full speed at this particular point in time, John Carlos? I, I'd, have to, I'd have to look at it. Sometimes if he gets going in the right direction, he's got, I think, more than that. Sometimes if it's not an efficient route, you know, he's going he's gonna to protect it a little bit. That's uh, Aaron Boone, Gordon. If there's a stiff wind behind him and he's running downhill, he can he can get a little bit he can get going. This is what we mean by what is going on. Uh, this is what this is what Buddha meant by being insulted. It's, it's, it is an ins- it, that was one of my father's favorite lines. Is that it's an insult to your intelligence. Oh man, it was crazy. Yeah. It's ESPN New York tonight. We take you around the ballparks. We try to do it every show here on 98.7 ESPN. The Mets are still going, so we won't be, even though it should be over. The Mets are still going, so we want to hear from uh, Buck and the crew before we leave you tonight. But we will hear from the Yankee skipper.
Gordon, let's start. This is Boone on his ejection. I just thought there were a ton of pitches all night that, you know, and culminating, I think, with DJ a couple pitches and his at-bat where, where he struck out with first and third there. I'm not going to get into that. We had our chances tonight and just couldn't capitalize. All right, this is Boone adding more about his ejection. I mean, I was pretty upset, but, you know, it started like Glaber's first at bat. Like, he, he ends up walking on, you know, what I felt like was about six balls, and it just continued all night. So, but look, it, it's on us to still break through, and we had our chances tonight. So it's, you know, it's not about the umpiring. It's we got to capitalize. All right, the so umpire was the most uh, <laughs> important part of the Yankee offense. He was. He kept giving those walks. Yeah. Gave you folks. So, Skipper, let's talk about Cease's outing. I mean, because he he gave you some opportunities. You had ducks on the pond. You just couldn't bring them in. What did he do tonight? His command wasn't great, and ultimately we did a good job of setting the table. But we couldn't punch through with a hit. Part of that was, you know, his stuff was nasty and kind of effectively wild, so it made him difficult to hit. You know, that said, we had a lot of chances, and we got to capitalize. All right, Gordon, help me out. His stuff was wild, but he was difficult to hit. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, you had opportunities there. He did throw some strikes. I know that he he had what is it, seven walks on the night or something yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. The Yankees are not a very good baseball team. The they're not. Line, they're, they're a terrible offense. We've watched it long enough to know this is not the small sample size. They're a bad hitting team. They have been all season. They continue to be, and now even with Aaron Judge back. He is not at the level to to spackle up all the cracks in the wall. I mean, Jake Bowers might be the second best hitter in the Yankee lineup. That's scary. That's scary. That is scary, Gordon. Yeah. There's no question. Uh, Yankees left 13 men on base, one for 12 with runners in scoring position. And one of those was the sixth inning, Gordon, where they had a golden opportunity. Aaron Boone, what happened? It's the big leagues, and there's great plays that thwart things. And But, you know, I like the fact that we're creating opportunities for ourselves now, lately. Now we got to start p- punching them in. That was a great now, play now by the first Now we're going to start doing it. That's a great play by the first base. Oh, a, a sensational play. And, and look, great sometimes play. it's better to be lucky than good. The Yankees are bad and unlucky, too. Yeah. But – that's, but they should have scored on the other positions. Oh, if they had I mean, scored on the other opportunities, that one doesn't kill you so much. Yeah, They've now left 20 men, 28 men on base in two games, both of which were nine-inning games. Wow. They weren't extra inning games. They weren't 15 innings or anything like that. 28 men on base. But they're in it to win it, Larry. That's why when you lose 9-7, that kills you. When you score seven runs, you got to win that game. Yeah, and you had Garrett Cole on the mound tonight and not able to win that one either. So um, it is what it is. There's no dugout safe with Tommy Canely, is it? (laughs) I mean, Canely's been good so far this year overall, but you could tell. I said this to Joe in one of the breaks that they'll get to a spot where it'll be 2-1. Maybe the Yankees will get a lead, and whoever comes in out of that bullpen, just the way things are going, they'll give it up. Mm -hmm. And, and sure enough, that was the case tonight because uh, the offense just does not score runs. It has been this way all season long. And 
I, I don't know why anyone would expect it any different now. The Yankees gave you the, the answer that they had was, let's just hope it magically fixes itself. Yeah. And tonight <laughs> was not that night. No, it was not. And I just think Gordon... Canely is kind of a guy, he may be going forward the guy to start the inning. I don't know that he's a guy that you can inherit runners no. with right now. Yeah, he's not He's not done well in that. Overall, he's been a good reliever this year, and mm-hmm. the Yankee bullpen mm-hmm. has been a strength. But um, Has been. Yeah, probably tried to squeeze too much out of Cole tonight, went 105 pitches, but, you know, he was rolling after the two-run home run, so you can understand just he, he's not the problem. Just keep, keep throwing him out there and see if we can ever finally punch through a couple of runs against the White Sox, who are have been an afterthought all season long, but one for 12 with runners in scoring position. I can't believe they had one. <laughs> but, I mean, you know, it's unfortunate because of the way the, the weekend went. Your bullpen spent. What, yeah. Severino gave you nothing. Nothing. Uh, Cortez was great. I mean, eight uh, strikeouts. He could only give you so much, right? But, but you know, it's his first it's his mm-hmm. first start back. He's not going to go Rodon six, seven stinks. innings. stinks. It's unbelievable. It's just, it's just, nothing has worked. Nothing has worked. It's scary. It's scary. Gordon is, and here's the other scary part about this, is you wonder what happens next season, right? Because they didn't do anything after seeing how the team was last season. Yeah, well, I mean, they will have some money coming off the books. I I was looking at it on Saturday. I think it's like $60 million off the books. I'm sure that they will spend their money how they spend their money. I'm I'm a little concerned that they're going to spend a lot of it on Harrison Bader, which would be a mistake. Mm -hmm. Um, But the, the, the center field metrics are so important. But they got to fix the offense, and yeah. it's not just one spot. They'll have to get a third baseman because you can't expect that DJ LeMahieu is going to be your everyday third baseman mm-hmm. next year. And you got to go get a left fielder, and that's just the start of it. Those are basic things. If the yeah. Yankees had just league average production at those two positions, they would be a whole lot closer to the playoffs, if not in the playoffs. You're right. But when you've done, you didn't do anything last offseason to fix it, it was a problem. You did nothing to fix it this year. Again, it's it's almost like when you have a, a problem at the house and mm-hmm. you try, you Google it and you can't come up with any answers and you just say, you know what, I'm just going to stick this in a drawer and hope it fixes itself tomorrow. Yeah. And what happens? You pull it out the drawer and it's still broken. And that's, that's right. the problem with the Yankee offense. It's still broken. Yeah. Mets have extended with a three-run home run to a 10-2 lead. Oh, the runs are flying in now, Larry. Danny Mendick. With oh, the three-run shot. There we go. Uh, look into the future. Yes, <laughs> sure. Gordon, our last uh, baseball note, well, before before the band gets started playing, how about, what, is Philly going soft? How do you yeah, applaud Trey Turner? very interesting situation. Trey Turner has had a, a miserable, he's one of those guys we were talking before about the, yeah. the terrible contracts that were handed out. I think it was an 11-year deal. He's been an absolute disaster in every phase. So the fans, I don't know how it started, but the fans on Friday decided that they were going to give him a standing ovation before, you know, his first at bat. And sure enough, he had a big base hit in that game and they, it, it continued into Saturday and he hit a grand slam. And now all of a sudden, I don't know, it's only two, two games, mm-hmm. 
but maybe he's getting things turned around. We hear all the time about how hard it is to play here in New York. I, I don't think that, that anything like that would ever happen here. Mm-hmm. But it does make you wonder, maybe we're just uh, may, maybe it would be more beneficial than than what we generally do as fans of booing our own play. I mean, the Yankee fans have booed Giancarlo Stanton on opening day. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Uh, one quick note. As per Katie Sharp, Tommy Canely has three appearances with runners on base and six out of the seven runners have crossed the plate. Is that is that good? No, it's not good, right? No, no that's, runners like that. No, yeah, no. that's that's pouring kerosene on the on the gas fire. <laughs> it's not what not what you want. Just not what, just what the want. Yankees need another problem. Absolutely, absolutely. When we return, we'll chit chat some more about some stuff here on ninety eight seven ESPN. Obviously, we're we're in it to win it. 